Welcome to Coin on the Macabre with Katie Adkins and Kelly. Yay! <laughs> it's us, your favorite twin sisters you never had. <laughs> the favorite sisters from different misters. That you never had. That you never That's had. That's why you come here to live your fantasies. Relish in your fantasies. Yeah. Yes, absol- absolutely. Not the weird ones. Not the weird ones, like an anime where you're like weirdly attracted to your sister. Or well, something. I think this is a great opening. So this is a great opening. I think this is a solid hit. Yeah, ten out of ten. I'm into it. Wood smash. We are professional. If you want a professional podcast, you came to the right place. You absolutely came to the right place. Professionalism. That's us. That's what we preach here. Always be prepared. Always start on time. Always be creepy. Always be sure to eat dinner way before five minutes you start. Right. Eating while podcasting is ASMR. And so you get like a double doozy. It's two in one. Actually, it's three in one because we're live streaming. That too. We're live streaming on twitch.tv slash the tiger wizard. It's a little plug. No one paid me to do that. I paid myself to do it. I paid my, yeah, I was about to say. I paid myself to do that. Yeah. So. Neat. Really glad. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, our theme for episode two is creepy children. Yeah. Because as I said last episode, I don't like kids. <laughs> and or babies. <laughs> and or babies, which is in the kid category. Yeah. Well, okay, that's a lie. I said I don't like babies. I never said I didn't like kids. Yeah. And who does? This isn't the creepy baby podcast. Yeah, cheese, that's going to be an that's issue be a thing. on our sound. <laughs> We did a lot of research on this, and as it turns mm-hmm. out, I was thinking, like, oh, there's got to be a shit ton of, like, creepy kid folklore. Turns out, there is not. Jeez, why are you obsessed? You but I out. did find it. Kick, kick the cat I'm out. Kick him out. Kick him out. With my big, strong feet, and also arms. That's fine. Go. Be free. But not in here. <laughs> but not in here. Be free anywhere, but Literally inside here. Literally anywhere but here. Literally anywhere but here. Yeah, Buffy's free in my room. I have one true crime, and then I have just, like, a listicle of creepy shit kids have said to their parents. Well, I think what we should probably... I think you should definitely do the true crime... Crime. Two crime. Two crime. Two crime. Two crime. You should do that probably sooner rather than later. Uh, Like, I wouldn't want to close it out on... On a downer. On a huge downer. Because there's no way that children killers are an up. No, Um, especially when it's... A child killer who kills other children. Okay, you have cool folklore and paranormal stuff, right? I do. I'm covering, um, I have one folklore that I was able to find, which actually might creep you out, because I, the more I looked into it, I was like, I started out, and I was just like, you know, I'm not sure how creepy this is going to be, and then I kept delving a little further, and I was like, oh, actually... I know. I have something that's going to scare Katie now. <laughs> oh, exciting. If you want, we can start with my little listicle and just go over all the creepy shit. Because they're all pretty short. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, they're not very long. My long thing is my true crime story because, like, God, that kid is fucking crazy. Uh, so, yeah, this is just a list of things parents online have said that their kids have said to them at some point. Mm-hmm. And then just stuck with them forever kids say the creepiest shit like you know the, yeah. that one show uh kids say the darndest things you could literally have a horror show about like the creepy shit that my child says the Oof. first one i read i only saved the ones where i was like 
uh, I would freak out if a kid said this to me. Okay, fair enough. A good friend of mine and her husband bought what is considered an old house. They're in Canada, so North America problems. We don't have many old buildings. They were renovating the basement one day while I was visiting. I was down there alone with their son, who was barely two at the time and could not yet speak in full sentences. He took my hand and led me over to a brick chimney-like thing with a rusty metal door on it. He looked up and said, that's where the past babies go. I was horrified, firstly, because like I said, the kid could barely talk, let alone say something like that. I doubt he even knew what past meant. I'm positive that no one would have told him that, and there are no older kids around that would have said that as a joke, so it still creeps me out to this day. Yikes. Ah, if a kid was like, that's, that's where the dead children go. I know you're two, but I'm gonna dip. That's a big solid no for me. (laughs) Sorry, your child is horrifying. I'm never coming over again. (laughs) If you need a babysitter, I'm not the one. I am absolutely not babysitting. Okay, so another story is... When my daughter was around four or five, we lived in a house that had been converted into three separate apartments. We lived in the basement portion. Because of the way they converted the house, there was a small recessed area under one of the stairways that formed like a little small closet storage space in our daughter's room. One night while she was getting ready for bed, I overheard her talking to someone in her room. I poked in my head and asked if she was calling for me. Her words, no, I was talking to the little boy who lives in my closet. He's dead. This freaks me out because my mom said I used to do something similar when I was little, and I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. But she, so like that's why I saved that one is because I was like, ah, can relate, I guess. But on another side of things, my mom said that I used to talk to what I called an angel in my closet. Still dead person, but at least I called him an angel. At least it was, like, a good kind. I, I fucking assume so. My mom, like, couldn't figure out if it was... An imaginary friend or not because I said that her name was Johanna which mm-hmm. was weird because my great aunt who I had never met had recently passed away and her name was Johanna and my mom was just like maybe she heard the name around the house and attached it to this because I also constantly said that like her hair changed color mm-hmm. and it was like super cool which is something you took with you as you grew older well ever since I was a little girl I always wanted blue hair yeah <laughs> so that was the thing Here's another one. There's a son and a father. He said there was a man under his bed. The father goes, go back to sleep. There isn't anything under your bed. He's behind you now. Okay, wait. Because I have one kind of similar. It's only two <gasps> sentences long. Oh, is it the two-sentence horror stories? Yeah, it's one of the two-sentence horror stories. And I read it, and it literally fucked with me for a while. Ooh, oh, okay, oh so, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, so this dad is tucking his kid into bed, um, and his kid says, uh, Daddy, there's a monster under my bed. And so the dad, being a good father, checks under the bed, and his kid is under there. He's like, Daddy, there's a monster on, in my bed. <laughs> I read it as there's a monster in my bed, and then, Daddy, there's someone in my bed. Uh, but, like, someone, like, made it feel more, like, real, like there's a person here. Yeah. I've actually seen, for the horror 48-hour film fest, three different submissions did that as their plot. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because I was like, wait a minute, these all have the same that, bullshit at the damn, end. Damn, I would be so pissed. <laughs> I would, how so mad pissed. would you be if you're like, this is such a cool original idea. Yeah. Two other people saw it on the internet too. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with getting your plot off the internet. <laughs> but that's why Lights Out worked so well is because, you know, that was <gasps> right? something that, Jesus, like, yeah. I remember, th- I, I remember I, Katie was with me. First time she ever stayed at my house. We were just getting to know each other even. We decide to watch this little short film called Lights Out. And so we start watching it. And by the end of this thing, Katie's like, okay, so 
I'm going to sleep with you in your bed tonight. <laughs> We're going to sleep with the lights on. And we absolutely fucking did. Like, the, the we sh- could not handle it. If you ever saw the horror movie Lights Out, it's the exact same thing, but as a short. Yeah, well, the short <laughs> is what inspired the movie. They even, right. they even put the woman from the short into the film yeah. as, like, a cameo. So if you ever go and watch Lights Out, the movie... Uh, just know that there is a short that you can go watch. It's on YouTube. Um, and the girl who's at the be- beginning of the movie is from the short. So I thought that was really cute that they did that. It's also a really fucking scary movie. So if you like yeah. horror films, go ahead and so check it out. So a couple of these quotes are totally like kids who are going to grow up to become serial killers. Yikes. Okay. Um, so here's one. My son's best friend, age five. I found Satan while I was digging in the sandbox. Now he lives inside me. Okay. I'm sorry, creepy child, but <laughs> you are no longer allowed to hang out with my child. <laughs> Carry around, like, crosses with me everywhere. Like, <laughs> Treat the child like person. a vampire. Like, yeah. Beyond <laughs> <laughs> <God>, Satan. <laughs> Here's another one that is just creepy and paranormal. My older sister was born the year my grandmother passed. According to my dad, as soon as my sister was old enough to say the words, she said, I am your mother. Oh. Which is just fucking God, weird. That would be weird. That'd be weird. That's just uncomfortable. That's so uncomfortable. Like, you're raising your mom. How do you tell them what to do? She's like, you cannot tell me what to do. I raised you. Another one was this little boy who said to his mom, one day I want to step on a squirrel and watch his eyes squish out. Jesus fuck. So that's a future serial killer. Yeah. For sure. I didn't, I didn't get the age of the child, but Jesus. I know it was under 10. That you watch out for that. Like, that's a solid red flag. Kids I think her animals totally convinced serial killers. Actually, there's a, a, there a boy I grew up with who I think is going to be in prison one day because he beat me up with a tree branch behind the playground in the woods. Jesus. Like, literally straight out of, like, a fucking, this kid, like, died situation, except I didn't die. What happened was um, I was waiting for my friend to come to the playground, and this boy, I was 10, and he was, like, 13, 14. Uh-huh. I just knew him as, like, one of the older kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. And he, like, approached me, and I was, like, really confused because, like, we did not talk. We didn't know each other. But, like, I knew him because, like, our parents were friends. Right. But, like, we weren't, I wasn't friends with him. You know? Yeah. He's just one of the older boys in the neighborhood. I can't remember why or what happened, but somehow we both ended up in the woods area of the playground. I think he said he wanted to, like, show something to me. Uh Uh-huh. And he picked up this big tree branch and just, like, shoved it into my gut. And I, like, almost threw up because it hurt so much. Jesus. And I was just like, what the fuck? And he was just like, did that hurt? And I was like... Well, yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, I was trying to be tough, but I was like, no. Because <laughs> oh I was so stupid. And he, like, hit me with it again. And I was just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Stop it. And then my friend, like, showed up and he walked away. And when I told her what happened, she said he did something similar to her, too, one day. Jesus Christ. And, like, apparently he had done this to a couple of the, like, younger girls in the neighborhood who but- were, like, my age. Anyways, he freaked me the ever-living fuck out after that, but, like, I didn't tell anyone because I was like, oh, kids beat each other up all the time, because, like, I grew up with a ton of boys in the neighborhood, and they would always, like, rough house, but that was, like, now that I'm grown, it was a next-level thing. Yeah, like, that's definitely not okay. So, 
When I became 13, I started babysitting these two little girls who he used to babysit. Okay. And I was, like, freaked out when I found out I found out he used to be their babysitter. And I was like, did he ever do anything to you? And they were like, no, he was just super boring and, like, didn't even watch uh. us or care. And I was like, thank God. Yeah, that, that's definitely the better option. And then I didn't see him again until I was working at Battle and Brew. He came by one day with some girl, I guess he was on a date, and he came up to me and he was like, do you remember me? And I was like, how could I forget you? You assaulted me with a tree. I was like, yeah, because he was like being really creepy and weird about it. And I was like, like, I was like looking at the girl and like looking at him and I'm like, do I say something? It was so long ago, but like he could totally be like a serial killer. Yeah. Like I don't, I didn't know what to do. It freaked me the fuck out. That's so weird. My dad is still friends with his parents. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Well, his parents seem fine, but huh. he's, a, he's always been a well, creep. Well, I would hope you would hear about it if they're still friends, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, that was my uh, <laughs> sidebar. Uh, I mean, childhood memories I tend to forget, and then they come back, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. Well, speaking <laughs> of, because we just brought up this fucking animal cruelty thing, so I didn't think about it at the time. Well, no, that's that's definitely not true (laughs) so when I was in elementary school I was friends with this girl named Erin and we lived in the same apartment complex and we would hang out after school and went to the same school blah 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 Mm -hmm. so one day we caught a frog and she was she was like you know we're gonna have to dissect these one day in school (laughs) okay yeah and I was like well I'm not I don't want to do that and she was like well we could we could just do it now and get it out of the way and I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you can just dissect a frog? And she went in and grabbed a butter knife and tried to cut open this live frog. She stabbed it? She, like, no, she, like, tried to slice it while it was still alive. And, like, I freaked out and, like, ran and grabbed my mom. Oh, my so. God, as you should have. And then called the police because, obviously, she's a future serial killer. Yeah, she turned into a bitch. I mean, obviously, <laughs> she dissected frogs for she fun. She tried to dissect a live frog with a butter knife. Who does that? Mm-mm, what mm-mm. is that? If I see a child harming an animal, I'm just like... Someone call the police. Someone call the police. Yeah. Someone call the police. Call your dad. Call your call dad. Your mom. Call, call all your family. Call the cops. Call everyone. <laughs> call everyone. Call everyone. <laughs> this child is going to murder people. Have, like, a town hall meeting. I know I know. people always say, like, a head injury and then, like, wetting the bed past five, but I honestly think nine out of ten times, if you harmed animals as a kid, you probably have, like, murderous tendencies. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck else would you want to harm innocent creatures at a young age? Other than to, like, see what happens or it gives you, like, a weird thrill. It gives you, like, a rush or something. Ah, like a fucked up power move? Yeah. I don't. Bleh. Can't understand it because we don't do it. Yeah, I Look at us go. Cheers. with some fucking weird kids. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> nice. Back to your short stories. <laughs> Back to my short stories. Oh. When my two-and-a-half-year-old and her friend were hanging out, the topic of T-Rex and other dinos came up. I asked her friend, if you were a T-Rex, what would you do for fun? And he said, I'd chase herbivores. Then I asked my daughter this question. If you were a T-Rex, what would you eat? She got very serious, looked me in the eyes, and said, children. I'd eat children. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, the, the, nice, Sally. Oh. <laughs> Maybe she was bullied. <laughs> at two years old. At, at two years old. I mean, that that's, happens. you know, that's right. just, I have two more and then it's done. I asked my three kids what they wanted to be when they grew up. Ten-year-old Jason said, I want to be a teacher. 
Eight-year-old Mitzi said, I want to be a writer. Six-year-old Nick said, I want to run the machine that cuts the heads off chickens. Ugh. Ugh. Pass. Hard pass. Huge pass. Hard pass. Not only does he want to cut off chickens. He wants to do it, like, mechanically. He wants to, like, work in the factory. Like, he wants to work in a slaughterhouse. That's the next level shit. I really... The idea that somebody grows up thinking, like, yeah, I want to kill things. Like, I want to slaughter shit. Apparently it's a six-year-old. I don't... I I don't want to believe that one. That's... Because some of these, like, there's submissions, so you don't... You can never know if they're, like, real or not. Yeah, yeah. And then last one, which I'm just like, what the fuck? Which, honestly, I do remember kids doing fucked up shit like this when I was little. Playing tea party. The little one keeps passing me cake. Like, a little plastic piece of cake. Right, as you do. I dutifully eat each piece. She passes me. It was poison. You died, she said. Oh, okay. She then proceeded to chop me up, mix my chopped up parts with some spice in a pot, and then serve the resulting stew to her mother. That's some Arya... <laughs> That's that some Arya Stark shit. shit. I don't even know if Arya Stark would do that. I mean, she did it. Well, not to her mother. Well, no, not to her mother, but like... You know what I mean, though. I remember being a little kid and kids being like, I cut you, like, doing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, like, definitely. That's how I'm, like, imagining the scenario is they're like, sorry, for people who can't see, it's like, we just get your hand and karate chop. Just karate chop. <laughs> you just karate chop with your hand and you and you're pretend... you're just like, I'm cutting you up. You pretend you're cutting things. Because <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. Yeah, you karate chop people. That's how you cut them, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So those are all my creepy stories and my sidebar. Okay. <laughs> creepy, personal creepy kid shit. Good shit. Yeah. Good shit. Kids are creepy, and uh, I don't particularly like them. <laughs> <laughs> I like some of them. Actually, I like it when they're not mine, and they don't say shit like that. <laughs> okay, but also a lot of creepy stuff that kids say, a lot of stuff that creepy kids say sometimes is also like a product of their environment. Yeah. So, like, Adele, who is eight, recently said something where I was like, I'm sorry, what? So, me and her mom sometimes joke about cute aggression. Okay. We're just like, I love it so much, I want to kill it. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. she started saying that. Oh. But, like, she would just say, I want to kill it. Uh, oh. And then, like, she'll be looking at something super cute and cuddly, and it just means that, like, she thinks it's cute and she wants it. Right, right. But, like, she's just going around saying she wants to kill so things now. So it's your fault. It's, is our, what? it's our fault. <laughs> Absolutely it's our fault. Oh, and she also says she wants to, like, punch things, like, that are cute. She's like, I want to oh. punch it. <laughs> until mean, she starts doing it, we should Until be she alarmed. starts doing it, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. I don't meet many kids, so when they say something creepy, I really you remember You just latch it. onto it. I really remember it. Uh, well, what I have for everyone is a little urban legend. Ooh. Um, somebody actually called it in the stream chat. I'm going to be covering the black-eyed children. Really? Someone said it in the yeah, chat? Yeah, they were like, have you heard of the black-eyed kids? And I was like, I have. Well, have I ever, sir? <laughs> I have not heard of it. Oh, so good. I'm excited. I'm imagining black-eyed peas. But like as kids. Actually, that came a lot. That came up a lot in my search, and it was very obnoxious. Like, no, no, Google, that's not what I want. But I also imagine children eating cans of black-eyed peas. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. A lot of visuals in my head right now. Let me put the right visuals in your head. Because black-eyed children, uh, they vary a little bit. They usually tend to be between ages 6 and 16. They show up in clothes that are like, 
I mean, they can be anything. They can be, like, old-timey. They can be modern-day. Like, they're basically, they're kids. Sometimes they look like they came out of, you know, the past or whatever. But I've decided kids that look the creepiest are kids from the 70s. When you see them in their little striped shirts and then bell-bottom pants, I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Well, I mean, I think we've decided collectively that the 70s should just go to jail anyway which means the children in the 70s should also go to jail everything from the 70s belongs in a fucking prison oh my god (laughs) typical story of the black eyed children this is how the encounters will generally go you'll either be uh at home or in your car um and you'll hear a knock at the door when you go to open it them they're like looking downwards you can't really see their faces but it's children and they're they speak to you in a um sort of mechanical way and they ask something like um can we use your phone can we come inside we need food we need blah 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 like something to get you to let them in Um, because they're children there is one story where it was but they have black eyes okay so well you you don't see them yet so like that's why they're looking down like it's usually in a situation where you don't like they could be like they could be abused okay when you say black eye do you mean like they have like they're punched in the face or like their eyeballs are black like they're all pupil there's no whites in their eye so, like, sclera lenses. Yeah. Okay, because when you first said black-eyed children, I was like, who's beating these children? No. <laughs> no, no, no. They're just like, okay. there's, it's, I, I should have clarified. Yeah. It took me a minute to realize what black-eyed children meant. I was like. Solid point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't, they weren't beaten. It didn't look like they were beaten. They just, literally, it's like their eyes, all pupil. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Um, they're just, like, hollow eyes. Um, yes. But usually when you see them, they they're looking downwards it's not something you see right away but most people who have reported these sightings and yes people have reported seeing these children and having encounters with these children um they say that when they see them they feel an immediate overwhelming dread for and it's something that they can't really describe or have any reason for because it's just children when you say dread like fear fear yeah okay like they're absolutely terrified and they can't really explain why because they're just kids as far as they know um my god so but the more that you speak to them the more rhythmic and sing-songy their speech is thanks i hate it and they're overly polite i hate it you know like just manners that even you wouldn't use Exactly. Um, so I come use your telephone? <laughs> I don't know why. I, they're now all British in my head. If you refuse them entry or refuse them what they want for any reason, they get more and more insistent. They're like, no, I really need to use your phone. I really need to come inside. It's really cold out. I need you to let me in. I can only come in if you invite me in. Well, obviously, vampire. Right. <laughs> well, what if you just, like, slam the door on them and you're like, no. So if you <laughs> if you say absolutely no, it's said that they vanish, they go away. Like, they're just, they're gone. They're oh. gone. Like, within a matter of seconds. Like, That's you don't see in... where they go or anything. They, they're just vanished. Has, they're, there, has anyone been able to report what happens if you let them inside? Yes. So there was one story from someone who let them inside. And it was an old couple. It was a very cold, um, snowy night. These kids came to the door. It was late at night. And the woman sees them at the window but doesn't want to let them inside for some reason. Like, in her mind, she's just like, this is weird. There's children at my door. It's freezing cold. It's snowing. Like, 
any other time, I would be rushing to help these kids out. But for some reason, I don't want to. I'm really cold. They can fucking fend for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) She was just like, I, for whatever reason, I did not want to let them inside. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of don't let them in. But unlucky for both of them, uh, the husband did not have this overwhelmed feeling. What the hell? Okay, you know what? I sometimes are completely convinced that a lot of dudes and just a lot of people in general, men and women alike, convince themselves they're crazy for feeling fear and then, like, convince themselves it doesn't exist and it doesn't need to be there. Like, there's a reason, like, we have an instinct to fear things. It's called survival. We're animals. Like... Follow your gut. You got a lizard brain, dog, and it's there (laughs) to help you navigate your life. (laughs) Your brain wants you to survive. Absolutely. Fun fact. Fun fact. to survive. Fun fact. And so many people are like, no, fear makes you, like, seem weak. And I'm like fear also makes you alive yeah (laughs) absolutely we have it for a reason so i mean if being strong is being dead then like to each his own right so homeboy lets her inside oh my god or lets the kids inside they usually show them one there's two so they usually show up in pairs that's even worse yeah because you're outnumbered if you're alone right anyway so they show up in pairs homeboy lets them inside and they ask for hot cocoa and they ask if they can stay there until their parents get there. That their parents are on their way and they need somewhere to stay until Why would their, their parents, parents arrive. know where they are? Do, what year is it? I'm telling. I bet this story is not during cell phone era. It's actually during the 90s. It's 1998. Okay, I believe 1998. Because okay. uh, these kids, that's part of this whole thing. Black-eyed children have not been around that long. They were first reported in 1996. They That's haven't been weird. around that long. Yeah, it's something new, which is something I will get to. Oh, no. So the wife goes to make hot cocoa. The husband is talking to them, like, asking them how they got there, how they arrived, like, why they were out in a snowstorm, the you know, if they were snowed. okay. Um, and they kept saying the same thing over and over and over in, like, their same rhythmic tone, which is, our parents will be here soon. Our parents will be here soon. They just would not answer anything. The wife comes back with hot cocoa, and she goes to give it to them, and then she notices that her husband's nose is bleeding. And so, of course, she, like, worries and, like, goes to take care of him, and the kids are like, we're going to go to the bathroom. So um, they go down to the bathroom. She realizes she also has to go down there to get, like, tissues for him to, like, help his nosebleed and whatever. And then when she goes, when she turns to go down the hallway, they're just waiting at the end of it. Hell no. They're just standing there at the end of the hallway, and then power goes out. Like the Shining Twins? Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm done. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. Uh, But before the power goes out, she sees their eyes for the first time, and they're completely pitch black. No no whites of the eyes, nothing. So the husband was speaking to these kids this this whole time and didn't look them in the eye? Well, I mean, if he did see it, he didn't have a chance to tell his wife about it because she was... I I assume he didn't want to bring it up in front of them or something. Politeness, you know? Like, hey, Helen. Hey, hey, Helen. Helen, these kids have black eyes. (laughs) It's a a little startling. I don't mean the abuse kind. I think they're on the drugs. So, yeah, she sees them down at the end of the hallway. Their eyes are pitch black. Power goes out. She immediately gets this overwhelming fear. Well, fuck yeah, I would too. Even if they didn't have black eyes, I'd be horrified. She starts to feel sick. And as this is happening, some headlights pull up into the driveway. 
And then the kids are just go back to their sing-songy voice and are like, our parents are here now. And they walk past her and leave and go out the door and they look out the window and there's two like over six foot tall men in black suits in the in the driveway. Some men in black shit. The kids go out and leave with them. The older couple is trying to get their attention and like just wave to them, say hello, and they just, all four of them just stare at them and then they leave. Do the men have black eyes? Uh, well, I mean, they weren't close enough to see. It was like through a window. I don't know. I feel like you'd notice if someone's eyes are black. I mean, in, in the hollow. in the dark during a snowstorm. Ah, uh, you know, excuses, 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 excuses. And ah. it's like the one story we have of anybody letting them inside. A couple weeks later, the couple notices that the husband's headaches and nosebleeds are getting more and more frequent. He's oh. prior to this, he's never had any nosebleeds that the wife can recall at all. And it starts happening more and more frequently. Finally, they take him to a doctor as he's getting sicker and they tell him that he has cancer. Wait, he has cancer now? But it's a strange kind of cancer. Like it's a rare form. And get this, it's cancer that's usually caused by radiation exposure. Aliens. Well. Oh no. The extra strange thing about this is that people who have, have reported having this cancer and having these effects were people that have experienced UFO sightings, people who have been who have reported being abducted, and uh, people that have reported seeing like tall men in their bedroom. So all alien-ish related. And there are some other theories to their origin. Uh, they're like it was said that they came from this one park. Um, like, that's where they originally spouted, and it was a dumping ground for a serial killer that killed children. So they were saying, like, they were the evil spirits of these children coming to haunt. That's not fair. The kids are murdered. Why did they become evil to I haunt innocent people? I guess they were they had resentment left over. Maybe the people they're coming to who's reporting all this are awful people and deserve it. That's also valid. So maybe it could be this, that. Maybe this couple fucking sucks. Yeah, maybe. Maybe don't know. they abuse children and they just left that part of the story out when telling the story. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll just never know. We'll never know. But other people have also experienced these sightings. Another fun theory. It also goes along with the murder thing and that park where they originated from um, is that these pagan cultists were murdering children as sacrifices. Hmm. And they were coming back and haunting. Interesting. Yeah, which in, also in relation to pagan origin, black-eyed children are said to resemble uh, these malicious fairies from Irish pagan folklore. Yes, I've seen artwork of that where they had the full black eye. Yeah, so grandmothers like elders would check newborn babies to make sure that their eyes weren't totally black. Because if they were, then you had to get rid of that shit because you don't want that malicious spirit in your life and it's also said that they would travel in spectral ships that was part of the irish folklore which spectral ships which comes back to our alien theory i'm upset (laughs) i'm upset i feel like this is this related to changelings at all uh no it's not okay it's not but well, the irish were just and scottish were just very paranoid about something wrong with their baby So one of the people who suffered from the sickness um, and the cancer was somebody who was abducted. And she reported that during her abduction, she saw like children and bats like in like during her experience. So the theory is that 
these children, the reason that they're more recent and we haven't been seeing them more is that alien ha- aliens have been trying to produce these kind of humanoid children to, like, lure people into, like, a false comfort. You know, because children aren't suspected very easily. Okay, what if they're remote controlled? There you go. That's and that's why they're mechanical. They only, have, they only have so many controls. Yeah. Oh, we only program the one statement. <laughs> <laughs> Figuring it out as they go. So that's why there's not so many of them. And then there's one final thought that I will leave you with. Okay. So these black-eyed children only appear to those who have heard of them before. So now you guys have all heard about them. If you have some creepy kids come to your door, don't let them in. Don't let them in. Let them be someone else's problem. Yeah, don't let them in. Don't do it. Check their eyes. Yes. Just shine a flashlight at them. I'm sure that'll go very well for you. Absolutely. (laughs) Any kids come to my door, I'll be like, hey, look me in the eye. Do it right now. Look at me. Oh, man. I'm not dying now. (laughs) Well, thanks for cursing me for life. Like, whatever. (laughs) Hey, but now you know. If I didn't tell you, then I you wasn't would, scared you of aliens before. <laughs> I'm scared of aliens even more now. Oh man, it's so funny because you said this is why we have to theme these episodes because you said so much shit that makes me want to like side panel into so many other alien things I've heard related to all of that. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, no, Katie, this is not an alien episode. It is a creepy kids episode. <laughs> We could do aliens all fucking day. Oh, my God. That might need to be a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, my true crime story is... It's an old one. It uh, happened in the 1870s. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's said to be the first and potentially worst child serial killer in America. Child serial killer? Child serial killer. Wow. I mean, I've heard of children who've killed before, but no. I've never heard of a serial killing child. Which is why I'm thinking he might be the only one. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it was the 1800s where it was, like, way easier to get away with murder. Right. He murdered, like, a lot of people to get caught. And, like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a Tell lot. Tell me more. Yeah, dude. All right. So this is the story of Jesse... Pomeroy. He was born in 1860. Okay. And he started abusing children when he was 11 in 1871. What would he do to these kids? Well, let me get to that. Note to make about Jesse is he looks terrifying. He has one eye that is solid white, and he has a um, a hair lip, which is when you have, like, a little cleft, like, in your lip or whatever. So he's already, like, very noticeable. Right. Okay. And, like, if I was a kid, I'd probably be freaked out. Okay. By him, which is why I'm, like, shocked he's able to have lured all these kids, which is why I'm thinking maybe his eye isn't as white as everyone keeps saying it is. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just, like, a faded Did blue. you look up a picture at all? I did. I did look at pictures. His pictures, in my opinion, don't match the description, but everywhere says he looks like this. Okay. There's only one existing photo of him that I saw. Um, and then some people did some, like, creepy-ass art of him. All you have to do is just Google Jesse Pomeroy, and all of it will come up. All right, so brought up by his widowed mother, who was just trying to get by, and he looked creepy. And also, some say they think he suffered from light, like, mental disabilities. They don't know what, so I don't know the level of it. Right. I'm thinking maybe autism? I'm not sure. Okay. Anyways, so he started torturing children when he was 11, and he tortured seven to eight children before being institutionalized. 
But he didn't kill any of them. He just tortured them. How did he get away with torturing seven to eight kids? Like, they kept... Here's the part that did make sense to me. They kept convicting the wrong kids of doing it, which is weird because, like, this kid has such a specific description. How could you possibly convict the wrong kids who did this crime? Like, they kept pulling in, like, boys who they thought did it and then letting them go. Wow. But finally, after the seventh one, they got the description correct and they, they got him. Okay. So what he did to these kids, it escalates dude holy shit so the first one which is december 1871 this little boy who was about 12 was lured to a specific spot which became like his torture spot okay he like kept luring kids to the same place where the child was stripped naked tied to a beam and then beaten with a rope until he became unconscious which that to me means he was whipped yeah if he's beaten with a rope until he was unconscious that's that's a long time. Yeah, really. Like it's not like a whack, whack, ow, you know. It's not like, yeah, it's not like I'm hitting you with, like, a rock. Oh, my God. Two months later, in February of 1872, he then lured a little boy named Tracy Hayden to the same place where he did similar torture. But this kid, so he was beat with a rope, but this kid was also struck across the face with a board the blow breaking his nose and knocking out several of his teeth. So a heavy board. Yeah. A board heavy enough to knock teeth out of his mouth. Jesus. So then five months later, Johnny Balk was taken to the same place where he received similar treatment, but this time Jesse made him walk with him to a nearby saltwater creek and then made him wash his wounds with the salt water to, like, sting it. Oof. Yeah, so that just, Jesus. And then um, a couple months after that, Jesse lured Robert Gold, who was persuaded to a different place. They took him to a railroad track this time where he was tied to a telegraph pole, stripped, beaten, and cut about the head with a knife. So he just, like, sliced his skin. So he started cutting them. Okay, so wait, these were, were they a couple years apart before? No, these were months apart. These are, all of these are months apart. All of these are months apart. It started in 1871 of December, and, like, right now we're in September of 1872. So it was every couple months. Every couple months he would do this. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so he started cutting them. A few days after that... He took a little boy named Harry Austin, where he was stripped, bound, and this one was punctured with pins until he became unconscious. Ow. That's also a lot of pain. That's a lot of pins. A lot of blood, a lot of pins. That's a lot of time. That's a lot. You're putting in a lot of work to knock someone out. Then, a few days after that, you can see how, like, cocky he's getting, how it went from months apart to days apart. Yeah. The sixth child, named George Pratt, was enticed into the cabin of a yacht. I don't know how this kid got access to a yacht, but maybe yacht meant something different back then than to what it means maybe to us today. Maybe it's, like, something smaller. Well, I mean, plus there's probably less, like, security. security. Yeah. You know, you could probably just, like, walk onto a dock and walk onto someone's Like, if boat. you act confident enough, you yeah. can just, yeah. Or you do it late at night. Yeah. Anyways, so this kid, the, all these kids were fucking stripped naked, too, which is just... So that adds kind of like a, at least to me, I think it adds like a sort of sexual component to it. For me, it adds like a dominant component. Like being naked in front of someone's embarrassing. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how I kind of saw it versus, like, because he doesn't, like, sexually assault them. He just Well, at least not them. yet. Actually, he doesn't sexually assault any of his victims. Really? Yeah. Okay. He just beats them. So, so he just wants to be in control. I guess. And he wants to humiliate them, I guess. That's what, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. Okay. And I tried to look into his past, and I didn't see a past of abuse or hidden head or any of that stuff. So I don't know hmm. what the damn Maybe what it's just wrong in the head. This child's damage is. So what he did to George Pratt in the cabin of a yacht, after being bound and stripped and beaten... He then was stabbed in the back and the groin with a pin knife. And I don't know what a pin knife looks like, but I imagine it's really skinny. I should have looked that up. (laughs) Someone sent me a picture of a pin knife. Maybe it's like um, an exacto knife. Maybe. I mean, that's what I would think. That's what I'm thinking. If it's stabbed in the groin, like, uh, uh, uh. So, so then the child after that, which was a week after, uh, he took in Joseph Kennedy to a new spot, and then the exact same thing that happened to George Pratt, the stabbing in the back and the groin. Oof. Um, so after that, they finally caught him. I don't know how it took so long to find the child with a white eye and a cleft lip, but here we are. They're just running around wild. But he didn't kill any of them. They all lived. Right. So, so he would just let them go after? Or he would just, like, leave them there? I don't know. I didn't get the details of that part. Jesus. I imagine he let them go. I don't know. Okay. Um, See, I would imagine he just left them there and was like, all right, get your fucking cell home. Maybe. Maybe he did. And, like, people found them. Okay. So obviously at first he would just beat them, and then it very much progressed over time, and he started cutting them. Okay. So when he was caught, he was... I think 12 at this point. Okay. Um, he was sentenced to the Westboro Reform School where he was to be held there until he was 21. But instead of his nine-year sentence, he was let go after a year and a half for good behavior. Hmm. You torture seven children brutally and then for good behavior in an institution, you're let go. Okay, America, maybe we should talk about this whole behavior thing. We got, we got a lot to talk about. We we need to sit down and have a conversation. This was the 1870s, but, like, I still kind of feel like not much has changed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that shit, at least it didn't ha- it doesn't happen as much now as it did in the 70s, but... This whole behavior shit, like, of course you're going to be good in prison. That doesn't mean... Like, they purposefully act good because they know they can be let go for good behavior. Yeah. Don't mean shit. All right. Plus, I'd really like to know what this whole good behavior means. Also, fake it till you make it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what a lot of them are probably doing. Faking it till they make it, just like the rest of us, but not in prison. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, most of us. Anyways, after he was released is when he started killing... So reform school didn't exactly reform. So he got worse, basically, over time. Because this is when he started his murder spree at the age of 12. Wait, at the age of 21, I thought. No, No, he was after a year and a half. So So he was 13. He's 13, 14 at this point, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. He was supposed to be in there until he was 21. Right. (laughs) And then he was not. And he was not. 13, and he's out, and he decides to start... Killing, killing people. people. Killing okay, people. all right. Absolutely. And you cannot tell me his mom did not know about this shit. Because, listen. Okay. 
I honestly think she was afraid of him. Probably. But there is not, too. that's just my own personal opinion. They don't really go into his relationship with his mom at all, but. That seems kind of important. So in 1874, 10-year-old Mary Curran disappeared. Her dad notified the police that his 10-year-old daughter had mysteriously disappeared. Um, the only clue obtainable was a statement of a child who saw a little girl of the same description as Curran's daughter enter a buggy with a strange man. As the missing girl was was pretty and well-developed, they suspected that it was a case of abduction, yeah. and the investigation was made along those lines. So they didn't assume she was murdered. They assumed that she was abducted and for, like, sexual reasons. Right. Because she was really pretty. They went about investigating... Wrong from, wrong from the beginning. Yeah, they were looking up, like, creepy men. Yeah. Basically. Older people. Yeah. So a month after her disappearance, four-year-old Horace Mullen was taken by Pomeroy to Marshland outside of town where the child was slashed repeatedly. Police found the body the next day with the head almost decapitated. So, okay, wait. So he slashed at the kid, so he's, like, little by little cutting off his head? I don't... No. All I know is that that's his, fucking he- horrifying. his head was, like, just barely still on. Oh, God. Like, he was basically decapitated. But... But technically wasn't, because there was still a little bit attached. It sounds like he was slowly decapitating him, which, holy God, that's... That, or he hacked at it, and, like, it didn't go all the way through. Yeah. Because, like, you know, cutting off someone's head, it's not like the movies. It takes more than, like, one Yeah, chop. yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying is, like, maybe he tried that and then it didn't. Ooh, gross. I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> it's like that scene from Game of Thrones. <clears throat> when Theon does the thing and then he can't do it right. And then he, yeah. And it just, it draws out and it's awful and it's upsetting. Except okay. it's a fucking 13-year-old who's doing it, which, Jesus upsetting what was he even using oh a knife because they found him with a the knife? knife they found him with the knife he the, yeah so then that that gives credence to my theory that he was slowly <laughs> hacking yeah. this guy's head off with his fuck what the fuck this child this four-year-old four-year-old's head a off four-year-old oh i didn't yeah it was a four-year-old police began investigating the murder and quickly saw pomeroy as a potential suspect when they approached the young boy they literally found him carrying a blood-stained knife he had the knife on him. They also noted that his shoes were covered in mud, and his footprints matched those of the murder scene. When they so, asked when they asked him if he killed the boy, Jesse replied almost matter-of-factly, I suppose I did. What the fuck? That's some next-level shit. Um, He's just did like, you kill this boy? I guess. I suppose I did. Like, fuck that. No. No, 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 no. <sighs> they arrested him. <laughs> okay, good. Um... But when Pomeroy's mother moved out of her house soon after, laborers working on the flooring found the decomposing remains of Mary Curran buried in the basement's earthen floor, her body mutilated and savagely beaten. Pomeroy easily confessed to that murder as well. As if that wasn't enough, Pomeroy then confessed to the murder of 27 other victims. 20? How? But they can't prove he killed 27 people. They can, however, prove he killed 14 because they found 12 bodies scattered around the house. Around, like, in like, the like, house? like, around the property, like, buried around oh, the Jesus property. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm guessing probably also under other floorboards if he put Mary under the floorboards. It doesn't sound like he was trying to hide this shit. Like, what it's starting to sound like is that the mother was the one that was hiding him. That's, yeah. what, that's why I think 
Like, there's no way the mom could not have known about this if yeah. it's all around the house. And around, like, they're buried, like, in the grounds around the plus, house. Plus the fact that he didn't even try to lie or do anything. He was just like, yeah, I did it. You know, so, I mean, if he's not even making the attempt to cover it up, that just tells me that he never was. And maybe his mother was the one that was doing the dirty work of that's, getting rid of this shit. That's what I think, honestly, because he never seemed to care. Right. You know? Yeah, if he doesn't care about telling the cops, like, yeah, send me to jail, then... Why would he care about covering up any of his tracks? Woof. Yeah, found guilty of murder, Pomeroy was sentenced to spend the rest of his days in prison. The reason why he wasn't sentenced to death is because he was young. Right, yeah. But, like... As you do. Still. 14 confirmed murders, 27... That's nuts. He languished in solitary... I don't know why it says that, but he was in solitary confinement until he died in 1932 at the ripe old age of 72. Oof. Interesting sidebar, though, that I saw when I was looking this up. During Pomeroy's trial in 1872, moralists tried using the young multiple murderer as an example of declining moral standards that they felt were prevalent at the time. They particularly blamed the popular dime novels of the day, with their garish stories of blood and immoral lifestyle, much in the same way that evangelists, I can never say that word, evangelists, Evangelists. I always want to say evangelion, (laughs) 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 evangelists and preachers try to use music in the media as an excuse for youth rebellion today. Oh, Jesus. So, as they do. That's never been old news, or... I'm sorry, that's never, that's always been, fuck, I said that backwards. <laughs> that's not. It's nothing new. It's nothing new is what I meant to say, and then I guess I combined it with, that's old news? Yep. I don't know. That's nothing news. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, however, their claims were thrown out the window when Pomeroy publicly stated that he never read any of those novels. <laughs> Eat that, bitch. So it's like saying, oh, these violent kids are killing because of violent video games. It's because of their video games. And the kid's like, like, I never played video games. I never played video games. What are video games? So, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the first, and as far as I know, only child serial killer in America. Okay, well, glad that we don't have another one yet. At least as far as we well, know. Well, we have, like, the shootings. Well, y- yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's fair. I think But that I think counts. that's kind of a category of its own. Shootings versus, like, serial murder. You know, serial, like, like, I, like, like, secret murder versus, like, in the open murder. Well, what I, what I kind of think of when I think of serial killers is someone who's, like, methodic who, like, has a certain amount of time in between each victim. They have, like, a specific, like, want and need to kill. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's more sh- selfish, I feel a sh- like. A shooting is uh, less personal. Le- yeah, le- it's more personal when it's a serial killer. That's that's really what I Yeah, like, when say. it's someone who takes, like, a knife yeah, and, like, like, slits your throat versus while looking at you versus someone who shoots you in the back of the head. yeah. Like, they're doing it to gain something themselves. You know, it's funny. I wonder if it's because of media or what, but I have always viewed, like, I never viewed, like, mass shooters as, like, serial killers in my mind. Yeah. It's just, like, it's a mass shooting versus a serial killer. They're murderers. They're different things in my head for some reason. They're murderers and they're killers, but I wouldn't say that they're serial killers. Yeah. I think uh, serial might also refer to, like, over a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. 
So, like, you, it's spread out. It's usually more spread out. Like, I think there's an actual description of serial killers that says that there's, it's a killing, and then there's time, and then there's a killing, and then over time, it does progress, like, it get, it starts to get faster over time, generally, but there's time in between them. But, like, if you killed someone today, and then killed another person in 10 years, you would not be considered a serial killer. No, it, you would be, because if you killed someone now, and then you killed someone in 10 years, and then, like, there, it's, like, more than one, it's, like, several if it's, people. Okay, so, if it's more than one over any amount of time, you're a serial killer. Yes. Okay. I believe so. So you could kill only two people, but be considered a serial killer. Right. Okay. I think generally it's talking about people that do it more than twice, but yeah. Like you said, it's something more personal about it. Yeah. You know? Like they hide the body, they do things to the body, they whatever to the body versus like, I shot you and left you where you stood. Yeah. Same way like when you think about serial killers, you don't call them mass murderers. Really? Yeah, you call you call them you call, killers, you call shooters, you call shooters mass, mass murders. murders and mass shootings. Yeah, that's fun. Spree killers, I guess. Spree. Yeah. Well, even spree. then, a spree I think would be a little more spread out. Like there was this whole story. It was another. It's actually tied into creepy kids. So there was this um, this story about a child who um, was very close to his uh, stepfather. And his stepfather, like, taught him how to use guns and all this stuff and convinced him. Like, this kid was so in love with his daddy, do anything for him. And so, like, he convinced his son to, like, sit up with him, like, above a gas station. And they literally spent the day, like, sniping people from the roof and, like, picking them off at this gas station. And people could not figure out what was going on and where it was coming from. Wait, he and his dad or just him? Him and his dad. They would sit up on the roof and, like, shoot people together at this gas station. Oh and they would God. just snipe them, and he was, like, in high school or something. Or it, or he was just about to be in high school. That's some you shit. What? Like, the show oh, you. Oh, the show you. Not you. I was like, oh! I hate, like that that, I hate that that show is you, but I also think it's the most genius title, because people are like, what are you watching? You. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Like, yeah? And it ties into the show. And it ties into the show. Like, it's it kind of honestly genius. It's like, it's oh, I'm watching you. <laughs> I think I have to emphasize the title to make to let you know I'm not talking about you, you. I'm talking yeah. about the show, you. Oh man, I can't wait for season two. I don't want to wait till December. Since we're already talking about media and TV and all that stuff, um, my final thing that I have to leave you guys on is a countdown of creepy kids. And I didn't necessarily plan for it to be all movies, but that's what happened. It's creepy kids in movies. Here. I see that this one's blank. Oh, no, I have them. I just have to, I had to, like, throw that one in. Got it. I felt like it didn't belong there in the placement. I was like, oh, man, we should have, if we had done this list of, like, ch- child killers, it would have been so long, because we would have had to keep explaining why each one was exactly. creepy. Yeah. Like, well, their long-ass story of what they did. This one I'm going to keep kind of short. Um, I'm going to give you just, like, short descriptions of these kids and why they fall into the countdown, and if you've never seen the movie, then... Go watch it, because all of these are good movies, that I promise. Um, And then if you have seen it, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about and why they're on this countdown list. So um, number 10, and keep in mind, this is my personal countdown list. Um, Number 10 is the child from Hereditary. (gasps) Uh, (laughs) She is creepy. She also keeps a bird head in her pocket. So the thing that, the reason that she's not closer to number one on my list is she doesn't necessarily 
do anything aside from some animal cruelty, like a brief stint of animal cruelty um, and just being creepy. Like she looks weird and that poor child. <laughs> she looks, she's a very strange looking child and her little sound. <gasps> yeah, I know. It gives me the heebie-jeebies too. And that's why she's on the list. It's, you can't really describe exactly what about this child scares you, but she absolutely does. Oh and anytime God. you hear her little, you know, something bad S- is coming. So I don't know if you remember this. But after we saw that movie, I went to um, Cam's house, and I was, like, very new to staying at his house, and he has this thing in the wall that we don't know what it is, but it makes that noise. It goes, goes, like, every so often, which is, like, it's similar to the sound without it being that exact sound, and it's, like, in the bathroom somewhere. I kept trying to identify where the sound was coming from. And when I brought it up, I was like, this is freaking me out. And I'm like, why isn't it scaring you? And he's like, well, I've lived here for two years. And yeah, like, so he's probably used to it. And he's like, to me, it's just a sound the house makes. It doesn't bother me. And I'm like, it's freaking me out. And he was like, oh, yeah, it does kind of sound like the girl from Hereditary. And I was like, stop. Yeah. I had someone make that oh, noise, like, when awful. I was going to bed. It wasn't great. There was definitely... That sound is creepy. It is a consistent thing across the entire movie and it's spooky and that's why she falls in number 10 so number nine uh it's again children who haven't really done anything but they're creepy it's the twins from the shining yeah they just stand there ominously and they're just like come play with us i'm gonna put them in the same category as the story you told about the black-eyed children. Yeah. They're just sitting in the fucking hallway. Yeah, they're just, like, they are weird. They creep you out. Um, you know, they they kind of lure kids in, which is spooky, you know, with the whole, like, come play with us Fuck that. thing, you know. And obviously, you know, with them being not alive just adds, like, another creep factor to them. Uh, so that's why they fall in number nine. Number eight I got from you because I was thinking, you know, like, who's who's a creepy child? Misha Barton's character from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> it's so creepy. It scared the shit out of me. I saw that movie when I was 11, and I, like, actively screamed at that part and, like, covered my face with a pillow. Like, you yeah. thought I was a scaredy cat when we met? Imagine an 11-year-old baby Katie. Oh, God, I trying bet. Trying to be cool with her cool middle school friends mm-hmm. who are all into horror, and she's, like, actively not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was honestly probably the scariest part about that movie was that scene where... It was so freaky, dude, where she just vomits everywhere. Because it just, it's so sudden. Yeah. Like, there's nothing there, and then he turns, and she's just there vomiting on herself. Well, plus, like, there's something that, like, leads up to that, like, where he's hearing things around the house, you know, and then he finally, like, runs into his safe tent, his safe place, and she's just fucking there waiting for him. in it. She's just in in his safe place. No, a scene from that movie that always like just makes the hair on my arms and like neck just stand on end or as you call it goose flesh goose flesh it gives me goose flesh which i've never heard of until you but (laughs) we humble people call it goosebumps was the part where they're in the kitchen and the mom or whoever turns around to get something and turns around and all of the cabinets are open oh i hate that shit and she's just like did you open all these and he's like yeah 
or I don't remember what he said. Did he say no or yes? I, I don't think he said yes because he was literally sitting in the same spot that she left him in. Like, there was yeah, no way. Yeah, he was in the exact same spot. I don't know. I, I can't remember if he said no because that's the truth or yes to make her feel better. But the part that stuck with me was the cabinets being open. And then when he got up, there was a sweaty handprint of where his hand was, which just showed how scared he was in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. he, like, his hand, like, had sweat all over the table and left a handprint. Ever since that, I was, like, a little scared of my kitchen because people in my family would leave cabinets open all the time. And I'd walk in and see it open and be, like, I'd just close it immediately. And because of that is actually why, like, I cannot stand cabinets being open is because of that movie. No, I totally I totally understand that. I mean, that, I thought that was the freakiest part in a Paranormal Activity, too. Like, that that second one wasn't as great as the first one. I'm trying so but hard to literally, the second one. There was literally a moment, like, while the camera's overhead and all the cabinets simultaneously just fly open at once like while she's standing in the kitchen i think it's different to watch it happen versus like turning around and all of a sudden it's there yeah you know what i mean like something about the way it was done in the sixth sense to me it was a lot freakier than paranormal because i've seen all the paranormal activities Mm -hmm. and like the fact that that scene doesn't stick with me but the sixth sense does well that one stuck with me for sure But then again, I was probably watching Sixth Sense through my fucking fingers because baby Kelly was also a little bitch. Uh, the only part of Paranormal Activity that role stuck with me was the first movie where she just stands over the bed. Oh, yeah. I hated that. Dude, that also freaked me out because I had such a sleepwalking issue growing up mm-hmm. that, like, I was like, oh, my God, dude, I do that. I do that. I do that. And, yeah. like, one time I woke up while doing that in my parents' room. I was standing over their bed like a fucking creep when I was seven. And, like, my mom was horrified, but, like, slightly used to it, which is even more terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me scared to have children. I don't no, want I don't want kids anything like me, where I was talking to angels in my closet, where I was standing over my parents' bed. You like, just want to harbor that shit for your young self. Well, here's another thing. They used to, like, have to lock me in my room at night because of sleepwalking and other stuff, right? And then I got to a certain age where I was, like, terrified of going to bed with my door closed Mm. like I had to have it open with like a hallway light on Mm -hmm. which is funny because now I like hate being able to see a hallway I hate that I hate seeing I hate being able to see the hallway like it's weird how that happens short super short story when I was a kid I I had trouble sleeping and there was one one night where I I still remember this to this day where I was like five or six or something but I like woke up and I just had like this like feeling of just being really scared and I like look over at my door and there's just like a tall like shadow in no. my doorway no dead serious and like I'm, I could not I feel so fortunate I've never had an experience like that where I saw a shadow person I think I would actually die of a heart attack yeah no it was like a <laughs> like a dim light from my living room was shining up and I saw this shadow in my doorway and I it was like a person it was like a super tall person that took up the whole doorway that was kind of like experience. the haunting of hill house the yeah, guy with the hat kind of like that yeah where he was just but he just stood there and I just closed my eyes and like wished for him to go away and he didn't he just stayed there <gasps> he stayed he stayed <laughs> oh my god how long uh, I eventually fell asleep, but I, like, sat there and cried for, like, a long time. And See, he just I there. screamed 
for my parents when I was a kid. If I saw anything that scared me, which it wasn't even saw. When I was a kid, it was like I heard something. Well, like I, I had a nightmare. I was worried if I, like, did anything or said anything or made any sound, it would, like, come at me. So oh, that's the, like, ne- that's the next level I just, fear. I literally just, like, sat, like, laid down and cried until I fell asleep. That's the next level fear I've never experienced. Yeah, it was Because in was my mind, great. as a kid, like, my parents could always make it better. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen, like, a figure in my room... Mm-hmm. Was it in your doorway? It was in my doorway. Oh fuck that! There's no way out. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I was literally mm-hmm. just standing in my doorway. Hell. It wasn't like it wasn't close to me. It was literally standing in my doorway. Hell to the motherfucking no. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Anyway, <laughs> back to the countdown. Uh, up next is Esther from the Orphan. Esther falls a little closer, closer to the top spot because she actually did shit. I don't want to give away the big reveal of this movie if you haven't seen it. She is a creepy child. She is obsessed with getting closer and closer and closer to one of the parental units and not the other. Um, It makes it very uncomfortable to watch. She is uh, one of those kids that is really sweet up close and, like, when people are watching, but behind the scenes, she is fucking shit up. She's mean to, like, the kids around her. She's doing twisted stuff that you can't really explain until the end. So, Esther definitely falls into fun fact seven. about the actress who plays esther you know I always you met her. say this we went to summer camp together yeah and she was an adorable child there was literally nothing creepy about her and now she can see the fuck out and so like i was shocked when i saw that she got that part i was like wait what well that's i was like thing. i was like she's supposed <laughs> to seem like really cute and sweet and innocent on the she outside. is in real life yeah like, she was, like, our little buddy because she's a few years younger than us. And so she, like, kind of used to call her little Anna because she looked just like our friend Anna. Mm-hmm. They, like, had similar looks. And I was like, dang, she's, like, really good at acting creepy. Yeah, well, now she's just, like, a super creepy kid. Yeah. <laughs> so um, number six, the Antichrist himself, the kid from The Omen. I still need to see that movie. Yeah, so I do put him a little higher on the list because... He did actively do things or influence things around him. Uh, he influenced the death of others. He influenced uh, animal behavior. He was just, and also he was just a creepy kid to be around. Like people did not feel comfortable de- being near him. Uh, so that's why he falls a little further down the countdown. Number five is one that I saw more recently, which is Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Ah, so, the acting was so good in that movie. So good. While I personally didn't care for the story, yeah. the acting was so good. The acting was phenomenal. Like, it's worth seeing just for the dad and the next door neighbor. The little opinion. girl did good, too, though. Yes. Yeah, which is why she's on too. this list. But, you know, which is why she's on this list. Yeah. So, um, in the original Pet Cemetery, it's apparently the little boy. Really? Who, yeah. He's the one who actually gets killed and comes back. Um,. And he's the little killer. But in this movie that I'm referencing, uh, it's the little girl. I think it's creepier that it's a girl. I think because the whole ballet know. aspect and, like, daddy's little girl and, like... I think it could be argued both ways because I think seeing, like, a two-year-old come at you... I mean, it's basically like oh, a baby doll. it was doll. a two-year-old. Yeah. Oh, well, that explains why they cast it that way because there's no way they could find a precocious enough two-year-old to act like that. Mm-hmm. 
bug. It's like, yeah, it's like a Chucky doll coming it's at like you. It's like a Chucky doll coming at you, except, coming you know, you're related you. to it. Except so. that you made it. You made that thing. You made it. So now you have to deal with it. It came out of you. So good it, luck killing it. How does it even hold up? I guess they have supernatural strength. They I do. I was like, how does it hold a knife? They do, because it's not really... Honestly, if they had done it, if they had gone that route, it would have been a comedy because it would have looked ridiculous. So uh, that's my number five is Pet Cemetery. Number four, it's funny that you brought up your sleepwalking thing because number four on my list is the little boy from Sinister. It, it is the Woo! little boy. So uh, if you haven't seen the ending of it, you're probably not going to be, I'm not going to give it away. Anyway, <laughs> but he definitely falls into this category. He was a sleepwalking child who would just appear in hallways, really just freak you out. I mean, he... Hi, it's me. He would make these creepy drawings, say these creepy things. I mean, at one point, he would he had uh, what they called night terrors and was literally, like, in a box screaming. He just gave me the heebie-jeebies, especially at night, because you never knew, like, is he acting of his own fruition or is he sleepwalking and seeing these horrible things that are happening in this house Um, and they got worse and worse in the house he was basically like the first omen saying shit is about to get real up in here have you ever had a night terror or witnessed one no i have both my mom said that when i was a little baby babe I had them constantly, which is another reason why small Katie was, like, a horrifying child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Godspeed if I ever have a daughter. Because my brother wasn't like this at all. He was, like, an actual angel, and I was just, like, this demon child. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah, my mom said I used to have them all the time, and I was like, well, what was it like? And she was like, it was horrifying. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, your eyes are wide open looking right at something, terrified as if something's killing you, and you can't do anything about it because you're just lying there screaming, and I can't wake you. That's kind of like the story of my friend's kid that I told you about, the one who saw, like, a demon in the corner of their room. Right, but I was asleep, and I was a baby, and it happened when I was a baby and a toddler, so it was before I was even... I could talk. I would, like, stare at something and just scream and cry, but, like, I was technically asleep. Mm -hmm. But my eyes were wide open. And then when I was, like, 12, I witnessed my friend's sister have a night terror, which was a little weirder because she was, like, seven. Mm -hmm. It was a little comical, honestly. (laughs) But me and my friend, we were in her parents' bedroom watching TV because her parents took the living room, so we took the parents' bedroom. And her little sister, who had already been to bed, comes running in, she slams the door open and goes, Mommy, Mommy, I need... And then just collapses on the floor. And then me and my friend were just looked at each other, and she, like, started laughing awkwardly, and I was like, what? what? We were like, yeah. like, what happened? And I'm like, should I be worried? Is she okay? She just collapses, like, next to the bed, like, falls over, and is asleep on the ground. And I'm like, is Abby okay? And she's just like, yeah, she's just having a night terror. And I was like, does this happen a lot? And she was like, kind of. And I'm like, okay. That's the worst. No, I I think I had such extreme anxiety when I would stay over people's houses that if I ever witnessed that, I would have never stayed over at anyone's house ever again. Yeah, no, when I was a kid, I hated it. I hated sleepovers unless they were at my house. Really? I was the exact opposite. I wanted to be anywhere but home. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, like, sounds like I came from an abused house, which is not true. I did not at all. My parents are lovely people who love me, my brother including. Like, I had this one friend who was kind of like you. Like, whenever she'd come over, she'd have such anxiety that, like, she'd start crying in the middle of the night so she would go home. That was me. Which is 100% me. It's like I wouldn't want her to leave, not because 
I felt rejected or whatever, it was because I didn't want to be alone. You're on some burial ground. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so back to the countdown, the number three on my list. Uh, so just to recap, we got number 10 is the girl from Hereditary. Number nine is the twins from The Shining. Number eight is Misha from The Sixth Sense. Number seven is Esther from Orphan. Number six is the kid from The Omen, The Antichrist. Number five is the children from Pet Cemetery. And number four is the boy from Sinister. So number three, I think we can all agree on this one, is Samara from The Ring. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that, kid, that kid was creepy out of the womb. She was doing creepy shit from day one. Her parents didn't want to be around her. Like, they even put her in a freaking asylum or, like, testing place or whatever the hell that place was. And then she's just going to haunt everyone else. Like, there was just something absolutely wrong with this girl. And having a child crawl out of a TV at you and murder you is one of the, like, the worst things ever. Also, related, when I watched The Ring for the first time, and this was, like, my first real horror movie that I sat down and watched. Really? Yeah, because I just heard it was so good, I had to see it. And I watched it on this tiny little TV. It was my little karaoke TV. <gasps> Wait, and are my, you for real? Yeah, that's a tiny TV. It's a tiny fucking TV. It's a tiny, like, but also, like, kind of, like, a box. Yeah. And it was right next to my bed. And I turned it on and I watched it and it gets to the video itself that, you know, you have to watch. And my cat who has never like never meowed, never did anything. He's the most quiet cat in the world sits in my doorway and just starts yowling like a long, consistent yowl. And I turned that motherfucker right the fuck off because I was like, absolutely not. I am not getting dead today. That's not going to happen. Wait, do you think that that video plays at some sort of frequency that bothers animals? Quite possibly. Like, maybe. I just know that I was not okay after that, and I refused to watch it in my room. Moving forward. All right. So number two is going to be the girl from The Exorcist. Ah. Because anything that crawls down the stairs backwards and does like a fucking 180 with their head belongs on this fucking list. You want to know what I always think of, though, when I like, I always think of like Reagan doing that. And then I think of that stupid creature in the bathroom stall in Silent Hill. I don't even remember Silent Hill. That thing gave me nightmares. Well, if you ever want to rewatch it, I'll rewatch it with you. Okay. I'm down for that. I like that movie. But yeah, absolutely. Exorcist Chick is on this fucking list because she was horrifying. She was scary looking. Possession is not something to be fucked with. She said a bunch of creepy shit. She did a bunch of creepy shit. She threw up everywhere, which was just gross. So she's number two. Number one for me, and I can tell you that the majority of you have probably never seen this child. It is not a well-known one. It is the little girl from Ouija 2. I have seen that. That little girl haunted my dreams for a solid two months. And it's not... Kelly, that movie came out like two years ago. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm aware of how long ago it was. It haunted me. I could not go to sleep for two months. And the thing was, it wasn't anything that she explicitly did because while her behavior was creepy and the things she said were absolutely creepy, it was the stuff that you weren't paying attention to unless you were actually focusing on what was happening in the background. Because I can guarantee you, if you go back and watch the movie, like the first Ouija movie I heard is garbage. I've never seen it ever. It's it's not good. I heard it's absolute horseshit. The second one is actually The second one is horrifying. And if you look at every scene, 
in that movie, after a certain point where, like, things start to get weird, there is something happening in the background that you're maybe not explicitly noticing. I need to rewatch that movie. Go back and rewatch it because I guarantee you you're going to see something that you didn't realize was going on. While While there was two people in the mainframe having a conversation, the little girl is in the background watching the TV, and I remember this forever. The little girl is in the back watching the TV, and it's really subtle. But as they're having this conversation, they're starting to talk about her, and they're starting to whisper a little bit. And her head turns, and it goes all the way around, facing them. Her eyes go white, or, like, completely white, and her jaw opens, like, to the point where it's not natural. How could someone miss that? Uh, It is completely blurred. It's something in the background. I hope people notice it, but it was horrifying. Another thing that you would notice if you looked in the background, these are the two main ones that really stuck with me, is if you were paying attention, another thing where, like, something was happening in the foreground that was really um, interesting and something that was major to the plot, but in the background you can see the little girl crawling on the wall. I think I I did see that one. Yeah. I think I saw that one, but I don't don't remember the head turn. You need to go back and watch it because it is awful. So there are really subtle things, also really major things that this little girl would do in Ouija 2 that I think put her at number one because it's the one child that I would refuse to be put in a room with at all costs. Dang. So that's my little movie countdown. That is a fun little ending. Better than <laughs> ending on my horrific true crime. <laughs> okay, well. We've we, been going for a while. We've been going for a while. I got a lot to edit. Before we go, uh, just, I guess, more personal plugs? Yeah, I guess why not? It's my Twitch stream. <laughs> on Sundays, I play a live uh, D&D game with D4 at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be on Rock Punch ATL, but I host it on my own channel. And then on Mondays, I always watch two horror movies. Horror Movie Mondays, I start at 8 o'clock. So if you want to watch horror movies or like nerds playing Dungeons and Dragons, check out my schedule. That's the place for you. All right. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Uh, Keep it creepy, guys. Keep it creepy.